He is here to discuss a sensitive subject we all need to talk and think about. Here now is Jennifer Graziano and Time to Talk. Good morning, Westchester. It's 9 a.m. on Monday, and that means it's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I'm a licensed funeral director who oversees my family's funeral home, Cox and Graziano of both the Marinick and Greenwich and the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester. Every Monday, I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point. And through this show, I hope to provide a platform to do so. If you're joining us on air this morning on 1460 WBOX, the Whitney Global Media Station, we will take your questions, comments, and calls to 914-636-0110. Good morning, Vin, and everyone in the control room. Good morning, Facebook Live viewers. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful day with Tim Judge, man behind the camera, also from GreenwichLocal.com. So we managed to pull this together, Ryan. I believe you're on the line. Ryan Hurd, the founder of Caregiver Smart Solutions. Are you there? Hey, Jennifer. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for being so ready to go. Um, I was speaking a bit on the morning show this morning of things I want to talk about with you today. But you are the founder, again, of Caregiver smart solutions if you would be so wonderful to tell us all what exactly that is (laughs) sure so caregiver smart solutions is a tool to help you monitor your loved one as they age in place and that's because caregiving is you know it's chaotic and all we need is a little less stress and more peace of mind so how does the tool work? Is This is an app? Yes, it's a combination of sensors that are basically monitoring your loved one as uh, they live in their home. You know, they don't have to do anything different. Uh, it's not a camera because nobody likes cameras. But what it is, is it's, it's monitoring the habits of your loved one. And it takes that information and sends it to a smart, uh, your smart device which relies on our app that has the information that you want to know. Did mom get up? Is she moving around? So is how she eating? Is she okay? How is the data being collected? Is the, is the person wearing some type of watch or device that there's sensory movement? That's how is the actual data collection being processed? Yeah. Great question. So there are sensors. It is not a wearable. So it's hard to get our loved ones to wear something. But what it is is sensors, tiny, non-invasive sensors that are placed discreetly around the home. And what they're doing is they're monitoring that person's habit. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely does. So now let's say I have this for a parent. I'd be able to log on, view the app, and the app would tell me dad got up this morning or, or the time. I mean, how, how specific is the data if it's sensor base? How would we know dad got up at 8 a.m. or dad walked down a flight of steps um, without cameras? How specific are we getting? That's a great question. You know, up until now, the best technology we had was a wearable, right? It was the I've fallen and I can't get up of the <laughs> 1990s. And, and it was great. Credit you know, to it, their it, marketing. It we still talk about it today. I mean, that's a catchphrase <laughs> exactly. that hasn't left our lexicon in about 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. Yeah. And, and it did its job. 
Uh-huh. But nowadays, there's there's new technology, and that's what we are leveraging. We're we're leveraging the latest of smart technology. We're leveraging all those things you hear, machine learning and AI, for the good of humans. And by using these sensors and having it go through that, we can tell. For example, mom got up at you know six forty five a.m. She went into the kitchen. She made her coffee. Uh, she opened up the fridge, got something to eat. She went into the bathroom, and then now she's sitting in the living room. So it's amazing because it it basically gives you the ability to be that fly on the wall to know that mom's okay, so you can go on with your life. So let's play devil's advocate here, and I and I want your perspective on this because there's a pro and con to everything, and technology is here, AI is here. And obviously, there are so many benefits that can come from it. But let's talk about the downside. Let's talk about robotic care or technology care replacing the human care. And there are downfalls to that. So first of all, it could give the adult child this false sense of, okay, I have, you know, I have a grasp on what's going on at home with mom or dad but the sensors aren't telling a story. I mean, you can't, they could be declining in their physical condition. They could, you know, not be keeping up hygiene. They could not be, you know, brushing their hair. They could not be having any type of socialization. There's so many things that the sensors are not telling us. And I think this begs a larger question. Does the benefit of technology outweigh, you know, the price of the loss of human contact? That is a very interesting question. So to clarify, the sensors will actually tell you if that loved one is, let's say, taking a shower every other day, um, if they're eating enough, if they're moving around or if they're moving less over time. That's, That's one of the beauties of leveraging the smart technology of today. Now, with that said, will it be able to tell if your loved one literally ingested their medication or if they took two or five? No, technology's not there yet. Now, on the other hand, it's the human touch. Yes. One of the issues as we get older, you know, we all want to be independent. It's a fact. It's like the first time you got the keys to the car and you left. And you got that taste of independence. Now, you know, 60 years later, we might be asking you for those keys back. And you're not going to do it. I'm not. It's going to be very hard. So how do we retain that independence and dignity? Well, one of the issues is as we get older, we do need a little more help. You know, we we tend to move a little slower. And sometimes we we don't want to be a burden on anyone, which is why when you call mom and say, how are you doing? She always tells you she's fine. Right. But that translates into if mom goes out to the bank or mom goes out to the food store, you know, she's she's moving a little slower, having a little bit harder time, and, and she doesn't want to impede anybody else. So what they do is they tend to self-isolate, which is, right. you know, we're humans. You're right. We, we need to be around other humans. Now, there are technologies like the Zooms or the FaceTimes that kind of sort of put us in the same room, but not really. And yes, robots, robots are coming someday. Um, there is an interesting use case from a socialization aspect, but it's still not a person. 
So there's definitely a void in the future relative to the technology. Hopefully that made sense. Absolutely. And um, before speaking to you this morning, I was reading an article, The Future of Elder Care with AI. It was an article published in The Guardian um, a little more than a year ago, which is speaking exactly to this point. It takes the case study of a woman with an 81-year-old father. He was a veteran. And, you know, when she she geographically was not nearby, and when she finally saw him, she saw boxes of cereal open on the living room floor, um, milk poured into everyone. The house was in disarray. Um, you know, she was the primary caregiver, but again, couldn't get there as often as she would have liked. And she had installed, you know, emotion sensors with this AI system. And she's a big proponent of it and speaking more to the benefits than the pitfalls. Um, but again, back to the devil's advocate, this is big brother watching at really a, a, a very very up close and personal level. How do we rectify that and justify that to the seniors? Because aging in place is it's part of a national movement. I mean, there's been a push for this for years. People want to age in the comfort of their surroundings. Age can take so much from you. Uh, your circle starts to dwindle. Your friends pass away. Your, you know, your grandchildren start to get older and then they're developing social lives. They're not around as much. Um, your memory can fade. As beautiful as the gift of aging is, it, it often comes with a heavy price. And so now you're in your own home, but you have this reasonable expectation of privacy. And now there are sensors there. So how, what are some of the conversations and from your perspective that the adult kids and the parents have when we, when we start to think of a system like this? Uh, those are all great questions, and let me do my best to answer. So from our standpoint, Caregiver Smart Solutions, we're definitely not that big brother platform, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're more like the caring child, adult child, and family. Because when I think big brother, the first thing I think of is cameras, right? right? And, and, you know, cameras are a great technology for securing your home or your business, but horrible for for our aging loved ones. You know, nobody wants a camera on them, as I said before. And then the second worst technology from a big brother standpoint is a listening device. You know, I don't want to be listened to all the time. Right. That's not an appropriate thing for this. So we need something that's passive, that is not big brotherish, yet gives us the ability to fill the gaps, right? It's, okay. it's all about yeah. clarity of care. Because just like you said, and the article, one of that person's pain points is they're caring for their loved one, but they just can't be there all the time. You know, whether it's working, whether it's taking care of family, whether whatever it is, how do you fill those gaps of care? And I want quality. So here is that way to leverage smart technology to do that. Now, yes, you're right. There's going to be some seniors that are going to have some pushback. And depending on the age group, you know, different age groups are more technologically adverse than others. I think it comes down to having that simple conversation of, mom, we love you and we just want to know that you're okay. So having that conversation is something that we all, whether it's about finances, right, whether right. it's about end of life, mom, you know, um, if and when it happens, 
what are your wishes? What would you like the family to do for you? It's kind of those kind of conversations. But the other thing that we learned, which was fascinating, is especially in age-restricted communities, you know, seniors, what they've told us, <coughs> excuse me, is this is like every single one of those seniors knows or has heard about somebody who fell in their house yeah. and wasn't found for a few hours or, God forbid, a day. Mm-hmm. And that should never happen today. That should never happen in our society. And here's a way that we've literally got your back. They have been so excited because they know that, God forbid, something happens, somebody will be there. You know, they don't have to be wearing something. They don't have to push a button. They don't have, they just live. And that's the greatest thing about leveraging today's technology. I agree. There's two sides of an issue and you're right, Ryan, it really comes down to conversations and that's always such a focus of the show. These are not easy conversations to have, but nonetheless, they're necessary because you need to under, you need to also meet people where they are. So you need to broach this conversation where you can absolutely understand the need for, you know, an adult child to have valid concerns. And then the roles tend to reverse where the child becomes the parent and the parent has the resistance to that they don't want to see the child. And, you know, this is the circle of life and it's human nature. And everyone, obviously, you know, you start at the premise that everyone's well-intentioned and wants the best. But nonetheless, you have to, you have to sit down and talk about the things that you don't want to discuss in order to find effective and meaningful solutions. So I thank you for that. So I want to talk about what's included in the system because, again, Caregiver Smart Solutions is, in fact, a solution to providing a watchful oversight over a loved one um you know to make sure that that they are okay that that they are living optimally and it's peace of mind obviously when you can't exactly be physically present so you have a smart hub that again this is a this is a Technology that involves sensors, not cameras, so there's no visual or auditory component, but sensors placed strategically in the home. You have movement sensors, emergency buttons, uh, temperature and humidity sensor, which I want to talk about as well, and uh, drawer and door sensors. So this is what's included. Explain to us a little bit what this is, and obviously at the end I'm going to direct everybody to your website to further the information. Absolutely. So what this is, is, again, it's, it's that way to fill in the gap. It's the way to, you know, figure out your day-to-day concerns or if something is amiss over time. For us, we're using those sensors, like you said. So it's a combination of, let's say, movement sensors in the bedroom, in the bathroom, the kitchen, the living room, the dining room. So how that person is moving around in their environment. It's a combination of um, door and drawer sensors. So think of like the, the refrigerator. How many times has that person opened up the refrigerator? Or did they not open the fridge today? What about the medicine, medicine cabinet or drawer? Are they taking their medication? What about the front or side doors? Did they leave the front door open and now just walk out and nobody knows what's going on? And then temperature and humidity. That's given us information like, okay, so outside it's, 30 degrees and inside it's 70. Great. Everything is fine. But if inside was 50, that's a problem. Uh, humidity, that's what we're looking at over time. And it could be used in two, two places. It could be used in the bathroom. So we want to track 
that mom or dad is taking a shower or a bath every couple of days um, because hygiene, it's important. Or, you know, I mean, you could always add another one and track if that person has been cooking and maybe left the stove on, walked out the front uh, door. So the sensors can pick up activity in, in you know, that they can pick up if, if gas has been left on, on the yeah. stove? Correct. So if somebody is, you know, has a pot of sauce on and it's just boiling over and, you know, they, they opened up the front door and they left. Okay. If it, you know, if it's a couple of minutes, maybe they're talking to the, to the, you know, FedEx guy, or if it's been some time, you know, you want to know, and that's, what's going to happen. You're going to get an indication on the app, a notification, and then you can take the appropriate action. So it's kind of like this, you know, it's, it's about simplicity, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be simple. It has to be simple. So for us, uh, it's called the core kit that we're talking about. And when you receive it, you literally open it up. There's a QR code. You're going to scan that. You're going to download the app. Then you're going to plug in that hub. Looks like a, a hockey puck. Mm-hmm. You're going to plug that in. And then number three, you're going to peel and stick the sensors. And then you're going to label them. Could be grandma's room, living room, family room, whatever you want to call it. It's literally that simple. And the whole idea is that it's got to give you clarity. It's got to be better care. And really, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we want to be problem solvers. So from that caregiving situation, because I'm a caregiver for my father. This is where this came from. My father had cancer when he was coming home from his chemo treatment. I needed to know if he was taking his medication. And there was nothing out there. There was nothing that could help me. And then I started thinking about, did dad get up? You know, is he eating enough as well as taking his medication? Right. That's where Caregiver Smart Solutions was born. So this is very important to figure out a way that's simple, leveraging technology, but gives you the information you need. Because, you know, think about it like this. Let's say you call mom. You know, it's your daily routine. You're at work. You want to call mom, see how she's doing. And she doesn't answer. Because we're humans. What's the first thing we think about? Oh my gosh, there must be a problem. But the reality is maybe his mom's in the bathroom. Maybe mom didn't put in her hearing aids. Maybe mom's hearing aids aren't charged up. But by simply looking at the app, you will know she got up, she's moving around, everything's fine. So now you can give her a buzz later. Well, I mean, and again, I I like to bring up both sides of the issue, but I certainly credit you. It was incredibly foresighted thinking, and they always say necessity breeds invention. So from your own challenges of being an adult caregiver to a a parent um, suffering from illness, you've, you've really done something quite impressive. And you've had the opportunity to give a TED Talk as well. Um, your, your website is great. Um, the attorney in me, though, goes back to the legalities <laughs> and how this works with, you know, for example, I, I think of this similar to, you know, laws on wiretapping and, and one side right. having to have the knowledge that the only one side needs to know, you know, in, in certain states that the line is in fact tapped. How does it work with the um, with the legalities of placing these devices in the home? Does the senior have to consent um, if there's a situation where there's a power of attorney on them? Does this simply a power of, if the adult child is a power of attorney, do they only need to consent? What is the requisite consent and the legality that allows you to place the device into their home? 
Great question. And I think, you know, there's kind of two parts of that. There's the legal side and then there's the human side. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I would, I don't think I would ever try to put this in without letting your loved one know. Right? I mean, that's, that's just human. Yeah, that's human. And, that's honest. That's real. I, I respect right. that. And I agree with you. You know, we're not, we're not here to watch. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care that mom is going into the bathroom and what is she doing? All I want to know is that she's going in there a couple of times a day and she's opening up the fridge because right. the amazing things about humans is we're a closed loop system. Whatever goes in must come out. So <laughs> those are the kind of things, the, the, the indicators based on habits, because a habit is the only thing you can't lie your way out of. Right. Right. I that's that's, that's eat, very interesting. That's true. I clearly eat too many cookies, which is why, which is why I run. I could tell you all day that I eat right, but you know the reality is something different. So to answer your question, we definitely um, want that person to have that conversation. You know, we don't want you just running into mom's house and start sticking the sensors around. With that said, the sensors are the size of a quarter, and the reason why that's important is because nobody wants to feel like they're spied on. So. It was important for us to get the smallest possible sensors, yet the most robust or the strongest. So that's very good. The other thing, too, is it does give you that ability to, you know, depending on what kind of family you have. I mean, for my family, it might be something like, listen, you want me calling you 20 times a day or can I just put this in? You know, so let's say my mother, she'd be enthralled. She'd be asking me, when can I put it in so I don't call her as much? You know, so there's different conversations that you have, but the reality is, is listen, parent, person, it could be your grandma, it could be your aunt, your uncle, your parent, whoever it is, whoever's your loved one, it could even be a friend. Listen, I love you. I'm concerned about your well-being, and I just want to know that you're okay. That's it. And God forbid that there's a problem. I need to know that too. So in summary, so yes, it's basically, you know, it becomes what you can do and what you should do. What you should do is inform the person that you're doing it. But it sounds like if I go out and buy this today, you know, the contract kind of quote unquote, the purchase agreement, if, if you look at purchases in terms of contracts, it's between me and your company. I take that device. I could put it, I can go put it in Tim's house if I want it, or I can put it, in my dad's, I technically don't have to disclose that. And, and it, and it could, it could be planted there. I mean, again, it's not what I should do, not what I would do, right. but technically it's what I can do. Tim, is. Uh, Tim, the man behind the camera here, my producer right here, <laughs> sitting here. Um, and no, I'm not coming well, to your was, house, Tim, with the sensor. So we're all good. <laughs> I don't know. If it was Tim, I probably would, but you know, that might be for a different radio show, but you're right. I, you know, listen, their technology can be used for good or bad. I'm a yeah. big proponent of using technology for the positive side. For us as humans, that's, that's what excites me about technology that can actually help us as humans. And, and here's a way to be able to, you know, know that, God forbid, something's wrong. I need to know now because it's, it's the compression between the incident and reaction. So whether it's get somebody over, whether make that phone call. I mean, it could be something as simple as think of how many times you've gone to the food store and you've picked up your food, you've thrown it in the fridge. And I don't know, in my house, it's chaos. So I have three uh, young children 
And uh, I could be closing the door. The door might not close all the way in the refrigerator. And then a couple minutes later, you get that like high beeping sound. Yes. Well, the exact same thing could happen to our, our loved one. But as you get older, unfortunately, you know, our hearing starts to go and it's the highs and the lows. So they won't be able to hear that. And now the fridge is open. And the next time they'll maybe realize is when they get up later for coffee or tea. And now all of a sudden that fridge has been open for hours. Well, what about the deli meat? Is yeah. that something concerning? Yeah, right? no, so I, I, the, again, there, the, there's so many, there's so many, it, it makes sense. It does. And, and yeah. there's so many esoteric discussions that stem from it, which I think are important to have because you have to look at Absolutely. both sides. But, uh, you know, it, it is, this is a necessary um, listen, who knows one day, well, I might be planting one in my daughter's college dorm. I mean, she's 11 wow. now. I'd like to think the technology <laughs> will be there and I would have no problem with the privacy concerns. Um, <laughs> Ryan heard though, I, I really credit you, but your website, which I want to direct all of our listeners and viewers today, this is really worth taking a look at folks. It's caregiver smart solutions.com. And Ryan really outlines how this works. Um, you can see the TED Talk on there also, right, Ryan? Yes, that is correct. Um, and again, this is a necessity bred invention. He is a caregiver, and that's where this came from. What was your background prior to this? It's funny because I've been in the smart home industry and technology oh, for so 30 you, so, years. So you have a tech background. Yeah. I do have a tech background. I actually wrote the book on it called Join the Smart Home Revolution, and life was great. And then my father got cancer. And that's when I realized the best technology uh, over here was I've fallen and I can't get it up yeah. and it hasn't evolved in. So now it's about how do we provide those tools for our loved ones? Well, it is about, you know, smart solutions for sure. Caregiversmartsolutions.com. My guest today was Ryan Hurd. Ryan, I thank you. And this is Jen Graziano thanking you for taking the time to listen as we took the time to talk Follow the show on time to talk with Jen.com and sign up for the podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.